I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. It's part of the Wesleyan Covenant prayer that we look at today as we begin our week, as we worship in this time together, talking about what does it mean to give all to God. And not just give everything to God, but give everything to God so that God can use it for what God likes and maybe what God doesn't, God sets aside, at least for the present time. John Wesley is verbalizing what he has been experiencing in his own discipleship life, his own prayer life, his own spiritual life, what it means to give everything that we have and everything that we are, giving it all to God. And that wasn't always the easiest thing for John Wesley. If we know something about his life, Wesley used to keep a lot of that stuff inside. Growing up as as an Anglican uh, preacher's kid and then becoming an Anglican priest himself and the education that he went through and the experiences that he had in life, he kind of had this idea that it was all about his learning all of it and then teaching it to the people. And that was as much as he ever had to do. And then he started having these personal experiences, these experiences about going to the new colonies in the emerging country of America and proclaiming the gospel there of of showing people there what it means to follow Jesus Christ. And in his view, failing abysmally and coming back home to England and thinking, what is it that I really do have to offer? Do I have anything? Am I anything that is worth giving? And in the midst of this, getting to know a new faith community uh, by the name of the Moravians and realizing that living a life of following Christ isn't all about what's up here. It's not all about academics, and it's not all about teaching someone else what it is that we have personally experienced. Because he starts having conversations with these folks about, well, but do you really believe what it is that you're saying? Do you believe that it is true what you were saying about how God God loves all people? Because, John Wesley, do you really believe that God loves you? And it was in the midst of having that heart strangely warmed experience that as he writes in his journal, it's not just about his believing personally that Christ died for him and thus for the world. It's his believing personally, Jesus Christ loves me. And thus, Jesus Christ loves everyone. John Wesley sees a new kind of Jesus Christ, someone who is able to see me and someone who is able to help me. And that becomes part of his ministry. So what does it mean to say yes to God's call on our lives, even if we feel like we are unqualified? Maybe at times like John Wesley in the beginning of his ministry, or even going back further and further, someone like the prophet Isaiah. How can we share our time? How can we share our gifts? How can we share our talents and everything else that we have taken vows as members of the of a United Methodist Church to be able to give to support God and that church? How do we feel like we can really make a difference in the world if we first do not see ourselves as someone whom God loves? So maybe the first question we need to ask ourselves before we ask, you know, can I really make a difference? Maybe we should ask a question like, When do I need to come to the temple? 
Because that's what happens in this story that we're going to look at in Isaiah. Isaiah, first and foremost, goes to his temple after a catastrophic event has happened in his community. The passing of a beloved king. So for us, when are those times when we just simply need to come to our sacred place? A place where we feel safe. A place where we can bring what it is that we are truly feeling and experiencing. When do we need to come to our temple? And what is that reason? Because I'm sure for all of us, we probably have at least one reason, if not many. The war that is continuing between not just Israel and Hamas, but also Ukraine and Russia. The mass shooting which took place in Maine. The student from Harrison School of the Arts that we lost in our own community. Those reasons and many, many others. What more reasons do we need to come to our temple. See, the temple can be not just where we come to feel reassured and not just come to be to feel safe. The temple is where we come to be honest. The way that John Wesley was finally honest when he said, you know, I'm not sure I really believe that this is true for me. I believe it's true for everybody else. I don't know that it's true for me. Woe to me, says Wesley, for I am. When are those times when we come to the temple and we need to say, honestly, woe to me, for I am. Because it is through that truth that we are able to begin experiencing that transformation. That honesty that comes through when we encounter God. And so we're going to take a look at that famous story of Isaiah 6, where Isaiah is in the temple and in the midst of his grief, in the midst of feeling vulnerable and not enough, he experiences God's presence. In the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah writes, I saw the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lofty and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him. Each had six wings, with two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And I said, in the midst of this incredible experience, woe to me, I am lost. I am a person of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. I want us to focus on that word, yet. Yet. I am lost. And yet. I am lost. I have made choices. I have made mistakes. I have harmed, I have been harmed, and in the midst of all of that, I have seen the Lord. I don't know about you, but I tend to anthropomorphize God, which means I kind of put my own view of who God is with my own limited understanding and the things that I like and maybe even sometimes the things that I don't like. And I tend to put that on God or I tend to put God in a box of my own understanding and thus my own limitation. But what Isaiah 6 is reminding us here is that Isaiah encounters an unlimited God in the midst of sanctuary. When we worship, 
when we seek sanctuary, whether it's here physically or online or wherever it may be, we encounter an unlimited God. So when John Wesley or the prophet Isaiah or any of us come to the sanctuary and say, this is me, this is truly me, at least right now in this present moment, we need to remember that God says, well, guess what? This is me. John Calvin put it this way. God's willingness is to lovingly condescend to us. Now, a lot of times we'll use that word negatively, right? We condescend and it's not a good thing. But this is God literally descending to be with us. Condescend. And God comes into our midst, not just through scripture, not just through the stories, but of course, through the sacraments. And in all of this, we see that God comes into our midst in and incarnate Jesus Christ. And in the midst of this encounter, we see that we are able to approach an unapproachable God. And more importantly, an unapproachable God decides to approach us. So that we know we are loved by an unapproachable, unlimited God. See, God doesn't wait for us to approach God When we are in need, when we are in need, God approaches us. The story continues. One of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. And this seraph touched my mouth with it and said, now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. So that thing, that stuff that we bring to the sanctuary, that we are pulling or it's attached to us, it's gone. God removes it so that we can start over. We can begin anew. But in the midst of that, saying when we come to the sanctuary or wherever we are, when we say, I am not worthy. God says, yes, you are. And I'll show you how I know. Because I've always known. When we come to the table, we come to a table of sanctuary that is big enough for us to bring all of that stuff with us and to leave it there. But it is also a table big enough to respond to the need that we have because God is not limited. And we approach the unapproachable. Because when we come to this table, like Isaiah experiences with that tong, we come with all that stuff and it becomes replaced. It is replaced by Jesus. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, In the midst of this love, in the midst of this transformation, in the midst of this approachableness, then I heard a voice saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah, the true Isaiah, says, here am I. Here am I. Send me. 
Do you notice the amazing journey, the amazing transformation that takes place in just a few sentences? Isaiah comes to this temple at the beginning, fraught and distressed and grieved and feeling himself unworthy for who knows how many years. And in just a few short sentences, ends up saying, here am I. Have we had that kind of experience? An experience like Isaiah or an experience like John Wesley, where we come in feeling lost, but we receive transformation and we receive healing. And then we hear those words and we feel like we can answer. Here am I. The true I. The I that maybe I've not been for for years for whatever reason. The the I that has been covered up by all of this stuff because either I've done it to myself or it's been done to me or at me. The I I have been all along and I've just forgotten. See, this is why I love Ebenezer Scrooge so much. I know it's not Christmas yet, but it's almost there and I'm really excited about it. And we might as well just go there. The beauty of Ebenezer Scrooge is that all of these spirits, like all of the humans, are telling him, you are a worthy person. You've just forgotten. And you've forgotten for decades. Remember who you are. And of course, at the end of the story, that's what turns him around. He remembers who he is because he has been given the gift of another chance. Why? Because he's worthy. He's worthy of another chance. And so are all of you. So are all of us. That's the miracle of Isaiah 6. And then, to prove that worth again, God says, well, now who am I going to send? Because now God no longer has to give that message to us. We can say it of ourselves. Here am I. Because now I know my worth. Now I know my identity, I know my call, I know who I am, I am a beloved child of God. Here am I, send me. Because others need to know that story. Others need to know that they are worthy, others need to know that they are loved, others need to know that they are called. This is part of what Jesus means when he says, drop your nets and follow me. All that stuff that tells you you're not loved, all that stuff that tells you you're not worthy, all that stuff that tells you that you can't give, that you can't share, that you can't serve, that you can't speak, that you can't tell your story, just drop it. Come to the table, set it down, and replace it with me. Body, blood, spirit, all of it. Because that will help you remember who you truly are. Because we're not talking about money anymore. I mean, we are. And we hope that you do give. It's about us saying that who we are and what we have, and in the time that we are in right now, it is worthy enough to share. This is about us saying, this is who we are through God's eyes. We are no longer lost. We have been found. So let's go find others. Let's go find others who are also wandering, who have also forgotten, who have been told they don't have anything special. They don't have anything worthy to give. Yes, they do. And they need to be reminded too. That's why we walk alongside others. We don't convince. We walk alongside and we share and we serve. 
because we believe it has meaning. It has purpose. And that's not just a pledge card. That's the pumpkin patch. That's kids pack. That's Philip O'Brien. That's those neighborhood grocery bags that are in the narthex. That's the Peace River kits that we will be uh, starting to share this month. All of those are tangible ways. They are outward, visible signs of an inward and spiritual grace that says all people are worthy of God's love. And this is how we show it. John Wesley's prayer is an honest declaration of who we are and that we freely give who we are because we are now free to be honest about who we are and to lift that up in joy and in celebration. Here am I. Send me. That's the whole point of the prayer of the covenant is that we are honest and open to God about who we are. And thus, this is the relationship we will have with God. Once we're able to say that for ourselves, then we hear that call. Once we've dropped all that stuff, we hear that call for Jesus to say, follow me because we are going forward and we're going to share this joy with others. Are we ready to say, here am I, send me. And so I invite us to pray this prayer once again, the prayer that we have been praying uh, all throughout this series that we will continue to pray through this season, especially as we are now in a time of stewardship, what it means to honestly give of who we are as we can, as we are able. Let us pray. I am no longer my own, but thine. Put me to what thou wilt. Rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed by thee or lay aside for thee, exalted for thee or brought low for thee. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thou art mine and I am thine. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. If you would like one of these prayer cards, if, or if you need another one, we do have more available. And if you come to this table, remember, this is not a one-time thing. This is one of the reasons we celebrate communion every week, because we know that we need this all the time. We always need that invitation to come back to the sanctuary and remember who we truly are. And then when we do remember to hear God's words, so who am I going to send so that we may say in all honesty and in all confidence, here am I, send me. That's what it means to give of our time and of our talents so that others may know the love of Jesus Christ. So as we go, know that you go fully and authentically as who you are in God's eyes and thus you are loved, you are worthy. Go share that with someone else and may we go in peace. Amen.